What's up, queens? Thank you so much for joining the Queen Talk podcast. This is your host, Shamaya Monique, and we are episode eight with our new series, the Love Jones series. I am so excited for this, you guys, and I have my special guest, my hubs, who's here. Say hi to the... Can we finish this so we could get to our business? <laughs> Jamal. It's late. Come on now. Well, we could have done it earlier had you never not been mind. watching the baseball game. Yeah, never mind. Go ahead. So go ahead and What's going hello. on, y'all? All right, you guys. So we are celebrating our wedding anniversary for this month of October, which will be October 17th. And we wanted to do a podcast series um, that will encourage all of you lovers out there, all of you who want to love and be loved. Um, We don't have all the answers, but we do believe that um, God has purposed us to help men and women, those who are in love and those who want to love, um, to help prepare um, those who desire marriage. I think we've done a pretty good job with that. And um, yeah, so we're going to be diving into marriage and all of that good stuff and love, communication, and, you know, all of that great stuff. So tonight or this episode will be about how we met. So I think I've done enough talking. You can go ahead and, and tell the people how we met, babe. 2008. I was sitting in my mother's room. It was when I was living at home. You mean your room at your mom's house? Right. <laughs> and I was on my laptop, and on the left column, it showed friends you may know. And I saw Shamaya Monique Ridgeway with a blonde hair. Honey pro- blonde. Honey blonde profile picture. <laughs> looking over her shoulder like she was still taking what were those pictures at the mall the one hour photo that's what it looked like that's and exactly what photo it was. makers that's what it was called oh okay and um i was like let me let me hop in her dms and see what's good and at the time i was just taking over the, for the gospel choir so that was a perfect excuse because all my mutual friends were from cal state and when I sent her a message, I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should join the gospel choir. And she was like, oh, I don't go to the school. I can't sing there. I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You can still come sing. Um, you don't even have to come to the school, which was true. We had a lot of people singing in there. I didn't go to the school. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> Long story short, she said no. <laughs> and then I tried the same line six months later. And she said, didn't you already ask me that? And I said, nope. And knowing good and well, I did. Yeah. And then pretty much from that point, we were just friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. From 2008 all the way up until 2012. Mm-hmm. She never deleted me because she was low-key peeping my, my pictures and she was liking my statuses. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You know, 
So, um, I mean, I do it. In his head. It's my third hustle, okay? In his head. It's my third hustle. I'm a comedian. So, you know, she was laughing and stuff like that. You know, at some of the stuff that I would say. (laughs) And uh, 2012 of January, I actually started doing this gig at the Jazz Cafe every Friday night in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, post uh, statuses saying, hey, come to my gig tonight. These are the songs we're doing. We would do a, a real solid music list of old school, soul, I'm talking about 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. We did everything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she, I guess, saw and I invited her one Friday night. Well, no, you text me. You would always text me. And because remember, you eventually asked for my number. Right, because I was macaroni. So I gave him my number off of Facebook and mm-hmm. he would send me, um, you know, his gigs. So he started this new gig That's and right. that was in January of 2012. Mm-hmm. So he, for like a month straight, he was inviting me out to this gig, and I was like, uh. "I didn't invite you every week." You invited me a lot. You did. You did invite me. I yes, you did. You yes, I, you did. Yes, you did. That's not and my then, style. Not my stop. style. Anyway, she finally decided to come to one of my gigs, mm-hmm. and that was the very first time that I met her. So, <laughs> uh, go back to two thousand eight. Fast forward to 2012 was the very first time that we met after being friends on Facebook for four years. Comes to my gig, gets out in his black dress, completely just blows my mind. (laughs) And then she's dancing, we having a good time. And next thing I know, she says, I'm going to come next week. Mm -hmm. Bet. Come on through. Get her in for free. I don't think you ever paid once. No, in, huh? I didn't. And those cover charges were like $15 a night. Well, and, I was with uh, the band. <laughs> right. And then, um, and then what happened from there? You just kept coming? We kept had our, coming, yeah. We had our first kiss. On the dance floor. On the floor. dance floor at the Jazz Cafe, like a month or two later. Don't even put me out there like that. Like, I was just kissing... Boy, stop. I'm not putting you out there. It's, it's the truth. One or two months into us, we weren't even together. Babe, that's because I'm the macaroni. <laughs> Shut up. I didn't need you to officially be my girlfriend in order for you to kiss me. And I, all I remember, we was on the dance floor and you had that bun. Bun? Yeah, you had your hair up in a bun. You know that was our that? first kiss? That was our first kiss on the dance floor, on the ratchet side of the dance floor. Because <laughs> they had two sides of the dance floor. One was like the old school two-step, and then the other was like the freakum, uh, thug, thou, shoot you, hoot you. No, it wasn't. Yes, it, was. it was. more of like the twerk music exactly. and stuff it like was that. the ratchet side. Yeah. So we was on that side, and then that's where she kissed me. She was probably drunk. <laughs> she was probably drunk. Yeah, we yeah we gonna have to revisit that because I don't remember that. I don't remember I my do. hair in a bun. I do. And you but, had an olive green dress on. 
I don't have an olive green dress. That was probably the teal dress, teal blue no, dress. No, you had an olive green. Babe, dress you on. don't know your colors. It was dark. That was a teal dress. Nope. But anyway, so yeah, from there we um, started dating, and then we made it official in June. In June 2012. Now, mind you, like he was treating me like his girlfriend even before we were official. So. Sure was. Yeah, because remember, you went to, was that Devin's wedding? And you wanted to come back. Oh, and <laughs> He went all the oh way to Marino gosh. Del Rey to his best friend's wedding. He left his best friend's wedding because he missed me so much. And, you know, that's like, you know, the beginning of, you know, the oh, dating process. You're not, you just... you're not putting an emphasis on it. You got to really hype this up. We left, spent all day in Marina Del Rey, did a black wedding all day. The wedding was on a cruise ship, on Mm -hmm. a yacht, went out to sea, came back, had the reception all day. (laughs) Reception and wedding didn't end, I think, until 9, 10 o'clock at night Mm. in Marina Del Rey. I drove <laughs> at 9, 10 o'clock at night from Marina Del Rey all the way to Corona yeah. to see that girl. What the hell was I thinking? That was fine. At I 9, 10 o'clock at night. Shoot. I done it for me too. <laughs> wow. That's crazy thinking about that now. Just the things you do for love. Baby. And then I used to pick you up on the way to the gig, drive 15, 20 minutes. No, well, let me let me emphasize this as well. I would drive 45 minutes from my house to Eastville, pick, pick her up, drive an extra 15 minutes to my gig, have her take my car back to her house to get dressed, and then tell her come back to the gig once she could take her time getting And that dressed. was all because I didn't have a car at the time. So... He would let me use his car. My mom would kick my butt. <laughs> no insurance. Or actually, matter of fact, I think eventually I put you on my insurance. insurance. Yeah, you did. Just for just for a Friday night for you to have and the car. And he paid the extra money. Did we saying all of this because you know when you meet somebody, it just feels right. You know, it just doesn't feel like. You know, it just it just felt right with everything that you know we were experiencing with each other at the time, just spending a lot of time with each other. Money wasn't an option, you know, time wasn't an option. So I think you you know when somebody is really into you when they give you their time. They they give you their undivided attention and they spend money on you without thinking twice so yeah that was first time that was first time if you know anything about me i am cheap 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 and i got no shame in it none call me cheap he's frugal now he he wasn't you know what i've never known him to be cheap that's the thing other people know him to be cheap but with me he's not cheap He's frugal. Yeah, you expensive. (laughs) But, and that was the thing. Like, even with us dating, like, I never felt that he didn't have any. Like, he was always frugal to me. Like, he was smart with his money. 
but he would just spend money on me, you know, well, you know, within reason and things like that. Take me on weekend getaways, cruises, cruises and stuff like that. So first time took you out of the country for the first time. Right. But, you know, that's a a a, a pretty that that shows, ladies, when a man is interested, when he will give you his all, won't think twice. But what is it that we've learned from meeting each other, especially meeting each other on Facebook? Be open. You never know. Right. You never know. Especially in as millennials, as a millennial couple. <laughs> 2012, if you would have said, oh, or no, not even 2012, 2008. Yeah. If you would have said, I met my girlfriend off of Facebook, your whole family would be looking at you like you crazy. Yeah. Like, what? How you, you don't even know that person? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We got 75 mutual friends. Right. <laughs> don't matter. You don't, I, you don't meet nobody off the internet and blah, blah, blah. I already know. That's what we would hurt. Matter of fact, when we first started dating, we would... We would say, so what do we tell people? Yeah, we were when, embarrassed to tell people we met on when, when they ask how we met. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, we say just mutual friends, you know? Yeah. We really wasn't. Now, I ganged her up. That's the real. It Shut took me up. four years. <laughs> <laughs> took me four years, but I got what I needed. You got what you needed. What's that mean? I got just what I wanted from the Lord. Whatever. Whatever. But I, 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 I agree with Jamal in regards to being open because I think a lot of times, especially as women, we have this list of what our husband or what our spouse is going to look like, even down to where we're going to meet him. And if you would have told me in 2008 that I was going to meet my husband in 2012 off of social media, I would have laughed at you like, yeah, right. I'm going to meet my husband in church or, you know, at some event or whatever. But it was just crazy how Jamal was always in my life. He was always that friend on social media. And then because we had exchanged numbers, we had become really good friends. You know, we would talk to each other about our relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, he would ask me advice about his girlfriend at the time as far as, like, you know, what should he buy her, you know, things like that. We were, like, really, really good friends. So I think that's the second thing we've learned is to build a connection, um, build a friendship with that person. You know, you can really tell how your relationship is going to pan out based on the interaction and the connection that you have with each other. So take your time. Like, don't rush things. You know, don't get too excited or ahead of yourself. Like, oh, my God, this is my my husband in two weeks. Like, no, don't work like that. You know, definitely build a connection. I agree. I mean, there are a few people that got married. Like, my best friend got married in six months. I'm knowing a girl. He's still married. He's a one-off. Don't try that at home. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try that at home, kids. But I agree. I think the communication aspect of it was uh, 
great because of the foundation that we established. Yeah. Yeah. And it was me basically humbling myself when I knew she wasn't making herself available to me. Um, after I got in her DMs mm. and after I got the number, you know, I think I got the number and I tried it, you know, tried to push it once or twice, but she kind of gave me those signals. So I was, I was respectable and I just kind of, you know, pushed back myself and then we became genuine friends. I ended up getting another girlfriend yeah, and she ended up getting some stupid dude that she was talking to. And, and then, oh you know, God. time kind of worked itself out to where we were both single mm-hmm. and we connected and then we dated and then fast forward to 2014. Now I'm sitting at, you know, at home and I'm finally starting to make good money and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to move out of mom's house. I went and got my own apartment, moved out for the first time. That wasn't the college dorm, you know, and I wasn't, you know, getting Pell Grants and Cal Grants to pay for my dorm and student loans. It was actually me making money. And so then we were able to spend more time then um, during the week with each other because I was living closer to her. Uh, I mean, that was probably an extra 20, 30 minute drive we were able to save so it was a lot easier to see each other um on short notice and then what was the end of 2014 i proposed yeah december 2014. yeah so i lived my first year by myself i want to say i moved in january i can't remember what month no thought it was june yeah it was like june or july because mm-hmm. then we moved into the house June of in June 2015 right before we got married mm-hmm. so um, that's where we're at now and now we're married with a beautiful baby right but he said something key about um, you know he was patient in that he didn't you know kind of push or force us getting together because you know, I wasn't giving him the time a day. Like, I was dating some guy. and some stupid guy. Come on, make sure you throw that in there. Right? <laughs> Shut up. I was dating some guy, guy that just didn't make time for me mm-hmm. and stood me up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think a lot of times as women, we forget our worth and we feel like, okay, well, let me just stick in this situation and try to work it out and make it better or see if it'll pan out better because we don't want to start over. And had I not released myself from that situation, my husband not being patient, I still would have been, you know, I would have missed an opportunity to meet my husband. Mm -hmm. So um, you definitely have to... Because I sure would have moved on. Yeah, but you... Because that was a macaroni. You had to def. You have to definitely um, be open to who God has for you, and a lot of times that may mean that that situation that you're in right now, you may have to release yourself from that in order to have what God has for you. I agree. So yeah, um, it was just crazy how Jamal was always there for years. He didn't go anywhere. He was very patient. He didn't 
press it. And, and that was the thing that I really loved about my husband because he didn't, I felt safe with him. I felt um, that I can be myself and not feel that, you know, I would be, you know, in a rush to, you know, have sex or he just never came across that way. He was very... Um, well, there's a reason why I didn't come across that way. And I think that's the most important aspect for any single woman to consider. And the reason why I did not come across as aggressive and the reason why I didn't come across as... Uh, or why, why it forced me to be patient... Um, was because of the way that you carried yourself mm. as a woman. Mm. So, oh, that's key, ladies. It was that's key. You demanded the respect mm-hmm. that I was looking for mm. for you to demand, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense. I hope y'all caught that. I, I, I wasn't looking for you to be, um, the fast, aggressive, or even non-aggressive type of woman that is basically saying, "Okay, take me down." Mm-hmm. And you, and and there, and there's a thing, men. We we understand when a woman is asking, "Take me down." We do, mm-hmm. and you can say it in so many different ways without saying anything, mm-hmm. and. What you were telling me was treat me like a lady because that's pretty much what I require. Right. And and the fact that my eyes were open to looking for that in you. I mm-hmm. was looking for does she have the wife qualities? See, that's what I want to ask. Day one. So that's important that you said that because... Were you in a space where it was like, I'm dating to be married now? Yeah. I remember thinking, playing at the Jazz Cafe, I will never forget. One day I was just standing there and I was looking at all those 40, 50-year-old single men Mm -hmm. at the Jazz Cafe and thinking, hell no, that ain't about to be me. (laughs) Hell to the, no, I'm not about to be 50 years old up in here. With, you know, them little two-piece uh, <laughs> Romeo shirt. suits. Yeah. <laughs> the shirt and the pants with mm-hmm. the shoes to match. Yeah. And then the little Kango hat. <laughs> with, some, with an alcohol and a pinky ring. Yeah. You know, what's, what's up, little shorty? <laughs> no. That was not about to be me. Because it was about 30 of them niggas up in there. Mm-hmm. At the Jazz Cafe. And that's when I was like, oh, I got to put myself in a position of where I want to see myself. And that's not where I, I don't want to be that 50 year old man single in the club yeah. trying to get at, you know, with two kids and, and two baby mamas mm-hmm. and trying to get at another mom with, you know, her teenage kid, teenage kids at home. No. So you would say that even through social media, you saw that I carried myself a different way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had your flaws. You had your flaws, cause but I recognized even, and oddly enough, 
I saw your insecurities and I felt there was something I could deal with. Wow. You never told me that. Yeah. I saw your insecurities mm-hmm. through social media. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could fix that. <laughs> Seriously. And the insecurities of what? Come on, the man. way I took pictures yeah. and the way I was dressed and yeah, things like that. But, but it was also because of our friendship that I could tell where you were at in your relationship. But I will say this, like, a lot of people think, like, insecurity is a lot of times come from a bad space, but a lot of times it can derive from a sense of pride and it can come from a look at me type of... You were looking for attention. Yeah, attention, right. And a lot of times I didn't understand that that type of attention would attract the wrong. Thank God he covered me even in that. Um, But... I think it's important to, for this, ladies, for us to understand that our husbands are watching. Your future spouse, your potential spouse is watching. And it is so important to carry yourself as a wife. If you are in the mindset or in, if you have the desire to be a wife, you have to start thinking about being a wife even now. Because... That's the man that's going to approach you because if he's in the mind frame and in the the uh, he has the desire to be married, that's what he's looking at. And we have to understand in this day and age, you know, it's normal to talk to people on social media. Now, everybody's on social media, you know, your family members, your friends, everybody's on social media. So this is one way that people you know, connect and they get to see you and things like that. So I think that's so key. You know, he just said that how he watched me and how he carried and how I carried myself. So that's important. Put it this way. Tell me of one Instagram model that you see getting booed up. Tell me of one woman that's showing her booty and her titties consistently all the time or even rarely and is finding a quality man. Because you got two types of men. But yeah, that's important. Quality man. You got two types of men. You got the one man that's going to chase the 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 cookie mm-hmm. and then you got another man that's gonna say I'm not looking for the cookie that will come with the commitment I need to see the character mm. so real good once they see what you're presenting because check this out this this is the part that's gonna blow you blow your mind you've probably seen or heard of a man that got your cookie, and then the next thing you knew, a month later, he went and got the character from a whole nother woman. Wow. <laughs> You've That's probably cold. seen that. Dang, yeah. Like, dang, we was just, we was just in bed. Now he in a serious relationship. Like, mm. and you probably sitting there wondering how. And it's because you presented the cookie and not the character. Right. That needs to go in the book. That was cookie good. Cookie and not the character. So that's that's the two type of men you're going to attract. 
And whatever you present to that man is going to make his determination as to whether or not he pursues you with the intentions of falling in love with your character Mm -hmm. or falling in love with your cookie. Mm -hmm. So you decide on how you want to present yourself to any potential man because, Mm -hmm. and then this is another thing, don't just think about the potential man. Think about the current men that are in your circle now. Because mm-hmm. you could have a friend yeah. that has quietly allowed you to go through your stages of life of presenting cookie and then character and then cookie and then character to all types of different men. When he may actually see the potential of your character... But if you only show cookie to other people, he's going to allow that to be dismissed. And he won't, he, he will then no longer pursue the character part of who you potentially are. Mm-hmm. So carry yourself. The Bible says a man that finds a wife mm-hmm. finds a good thing and favor with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? So, when you break that down, a man, right, part one, that's important. We don't, I don't think we need to break that part down too much. Mm-hmm. A man finds a wife. A man does not find a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. A man does not find a one-night stand. A man does not find a friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. A man finds a wife. So if you are pursuing and desiring marriage, you need to be a wife before you actually become a wife. Right. And and that means in character. We just talked about character. So when we when the Bible says that, that's not saying and I think a lot of women get that confused with, okay, I need to be cooking for him. I need to be cleaning for him. I need to be doing wifely duties, you know giving him you know physical pleasure sexual pleasure that's not what that is saying that's saying that you are positioning yourself to be a wife so that means you need to have a prayer life that means you need to be um presenting um yourself um in a different light when it comes to social media like you just can't look like everybody else because your potential spouse is on the hunt to find you. So if his mind is Get out marriage, of everybody's comment section. Yeah. With if, the heart emoji. Tell me, oh girl, she cute. Yeah, you may not say it directly to him, but you over there commenting and tagging your girlfriends and stuff like that. Somebody watching that. He's watching, yeah. He watching you. He's he watching. peeping you. Mm-hmm. And when he see that, he be like, man, she over there just flirting with a bunch of niggas. She ain't ready. Mm-hmm. She ain't ready. So he'll probably come and check back in in six months to see where you at. Mm-hmm. And you just might miss your deadline. Oof. And another thing, Man, as women, another thing as women, um, you have to be open to not just how God is going to send your husband or how God is going to sp- send your spouse, but who he's going to send your way. Because again, as women, we have this list of what he's going to look like, what he's going to drive, how tall he's going to be. And 
you have to be open to who God has for you and what you need, not necessarily what you want, because God can give you what you want as well. But you need to be open to whatever it is that you need. So be open to that as well. I was very open to my husband and my list was, and I tell my husband this all the time. My list was everything at least, I ain't. <laughs> that's what it was. It was everything it was, I ain't. Okay, let me tell my story. It was except for one thing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was six two. Nope. Chocolate. He had to be nope. at least six two because I wear heels. Six two chocolate nope. bearded. Nope. You're bearded. Barely. <laughs> You know, and when I met my husband, of course, not, I say my husband just because, you know, he's my husband. When I met Jamal, I remember my mom said, this may be your husband. He may be your husband. I was like, Jamal, no, he's not my type. He's not tall. I was like, he's short. That was my thing. I was like, he's not tall enough. Like, no, God wouldn't do that. Like, I've been praying for a tall. <laughs> and God is like. Okay, you check on a little too hard. <laughs> But it was like God had to check me. Like you ain't perfect. Like yeah, because I have my idea of right, the perfect woman. Do right. I need to go through my list? First off, huh? I am your perfect woman. I I I check out at least your top three. <laughs> Dark skin, big lips, big butt. Period. Long hair. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we've learned. When meeting each other. So I hope you were helped by that. And what else, babe? You have anything else to say? No, I think we're coming back again, right? Yes, Jamal. I'm asking okay. for this episode though. Yeah, I'm just trying to prep them for like the new episode. You know how like when stars power ends and they be like on the next episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to deal with y'all. So, all right, we will see you for the next episode. I hope you guys were blessed. If you liked the episode, please leave your feedback. Give us a five-star rating. Also, share it on social media. So, yeah, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining Queen Talk. Bye-bye.